Isn't it convenient that we have a round table? Well, it's actually oval. Just say yeah, it. The blind guy feels it now. Goes round. Well, I guess it is oval. Kind of oval. Welcome to the round table. This is a weekly conversation that we have on Thursdays, where the host picks some great topics. Fabulous, absolutely extraordinary topics for discussion around the table with myself, who's the host today, and Danielle McLaughlin, who's co-hosting with me, and our special guest, Huli McLaughlin, who joins us now. Huli is the former um, chief science officer with the Ontario Science Centre. He's also the partner of Danielle McLaughlin. So it's nice to have the McLaughlins on for a round table. I know we said no arguments during UNO, but I can't promise anything <laughs> during the round table. It's true. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, nice to have what, you back what on. What kind of topic? Thank, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, what kind of topics? Will that determine the argumentation level? It could, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's all sports. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. I know crickets, right? <laughs> crickets yeah. the first time in history. Crickets during the round table. Well, let's start here. Um, this is a, a popular topic for people. In, it's the housing market. Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation's deputy chief economist is predicting housing prices will drop 15% between this year's first quarter peak and the second quarter of 2023 and Patrick Perrier says the fall will do little for affordability because it'll be coupled with interest rate increase increases and cause larger pressure in the rental market current renters that were planning to purchase a house that won't be able to do it so they'll stay in the rental market and unfortunately we might see others that are currently owners that might because of deterioration their employment income conditions might have to uh, to sell and go on the uh, the rental market so mm. concerning uh not concerning it all depends right a lot of this conversation is subjective if we're looking at it in a very you know how does this affect you type of way uh perry says the rental market pressure will come as the country enters a modest recession by the end of this year but the downturn will not be as severe as the last um as the last and a recovery will begin in the second half of 2023 so, I mean, for me, these kind of updates uh, are all over my radar because I'm living in this kind of limbo of buy or rent, rent or buy. And I've moved around a lot in the last 10 years renting. And that feels atrocious because the rental market is crazy. And then uh, when you're thinking of buying, you're like, well, is this even a possibility? So for people who are in similar circumstances to myself in the stage of life where you're considering buying and then feeling really let down by the actual possibility of buying it is um top of mind but danielle and huli i believe you guys own so does this fall in your radar at all danielle well it really does uh because we have many family members who are in the same situation you are in ramya and basically you know where can you even afford to rent these days mm -hmm. the the rents have just skyrocketed particularly in inner city areas um one of our granddaughters has moved way out of the city in order to find a place that she can afford to rent uh which is you know hard on the family not having her close by but you know we you what can you do you know when you know you can't afford to rent you and buying in, in the inner city area is is ferocious unless you 
you know, can find a, a large chicken coop or something like that. It's just, it's, it's really troubling. Yeah, it absolutely mm-hmm. is. And Huli just wanted to say before you comment as well, that that's part of the, the more sad thing for me is that we've moved so far away from family uh, or have to consider that, right? When I realistically consider buying, it's always way out of the way, um, not at all, you know, close to my family. And then considering transportation, considering uh, disability and accommodation, and just thinking, okay, if I can't live in Toronto, where else can I possibly live? Huli, go ahead. No, I just got to concur. We have family members who, some of whom are staying in the city, but they've had to develop uh, strategies for it. And that includes living with more living with groups of people in, in houses for example and it, and it, sometimes that's okay because people have been in the house for a number of years and the rents are 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 not uh, going up significantly because they're they have a, there's certain rules that they govern that but uh i i don't know i i i i, th- I think we always say it, it can't we can't sustain this constant uh, increase in costs, but Toronto is such a uh, such a goal for so many people. We don't realize how many people would like to live in this city. It's a wonderful city, and I think that's part of the issue. Mm-hmm. It's true, and a lot of these memes across social media uh, say, just to cover a different angle, they, they talk about, well, the only way you can afford to live in Toronto is if dot, 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 your parents help you. And that yeah. that aspect of it, even, you know, aside from ha-ha, is, well, really, is that even an option for many of us, right? We're talking first-gen Canadians and exactly and and immigrants uh, and minimum wage and barely enough affordability for lifestyle, let alone being able to own. Um, But it's nonetheless still something that a lot of people strive for right like they they want to be able to own it's always a you know a kind of a um stepping stones toward that and so it's a hard conversation to have i think around this time so all these numbers and stats and everything aside you know realistically in toronto are we even able to talk about this for real can i just add one thing we 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 don't know enough, I think, those of us who live in Toronto, of how people live in other parts of the world. And right. it, it is not uncommon for people <clears throat> to live in much different circumstances in many cities around the world. No matter what the um, the cost might be, people's lives aren't always that comfortable. And I think sometimes I get the impression when I hear the government make these comments and we hear politicians talking, they seem to be talking to people with an awful lot of money. I don't like that feeling I get from them, that they're not paying enough attention to the fact that there's plenty of people, as you just said, don't have parents that can afford to help them. It's mm-hmm. just not the case. It's not the case. And and true. You know, why uh, should we, should we, not why should we, but should we even be aiming to uh, own a house or <laughs> in parentheses be house poor just because we want it to be? Yeah, I mean, there are many cities where people don't even think about owning property. It's, you know, you you, you find a place that you can afford to live and that's where you live. And, and that's you know, it, yeah. if it's rental or if you're staying with family members where you have multi-generational families living in, in one, uh, you know, 
uh, yeah. home, then that's the way you live. And, 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 you know, there's nothing wrong with any of that. It's, it's fine. And as long as people are, you know, managing to, to, you know, you have a, a decent life, that's fine too. But, uh, you know, this aspirational thing that you have to own, I think mm. is something that, that, you know, in another few generations that may disappear altogether. That, that's my yeah, guess yeah. anyway. Well, the you yeah. have to own and for you to own, you have to move so far away. It, mm-hmm. it speaks to then the how can we support our uh, aging parents? How can we right. all be in the same vicinity, especially for me? If I don't drive, how do I check in on my parents, um, etc.? Like people who have similar circumstances, if just because I need to own a home, I have to move so far away from them, Right. Very important. Yeah. 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 Well, let's move to another topic then. Uh, Millions of U.S. Social Security recipients will experience a historic increase in their cost of living adjustment. Retired Americans receiving Social Security benefits will see an 8.7% increase in their monthly checks in 2023. According to the Social Security Administration, that translates into about $140 extra a month for the average recipient starting in January. That is the largest cost of living increase in the program in four decades. It comes at a time when inflation is eating into Americans' pockets. But the Social Security Administration's acting commissioner says the cost of living increase and an expected 3% drop in Medicare Part B premiums should, quote, give seniors more peace of mind and breathing room. Faith Abube, ABC News, Washington. I think that more peace of mind and breathing room, it might be a bit short-lived because there's always the question of, well, how about this community? Well, how about that community? And what about this sector of people? Are we all getting a piece of that pie? And that brings me down to the question um, that we've been kind of conversing about on different uh, segments and during different conversations, which is how far can the money stretch? How much money is there to stretch at all? So we're talking about uh, people in retirement, social assistance of any kind, disability support, health care. There are all these different places that we're saying we need more money in and we need the money to go further than it is going right now. So, Danielle, any thoughts on that part of it? Well, first of all, that's American, um, yes. and uh, and it's an election year there. Uh, so you know, they, it's it's funny how money can show up on an election year all of a mm. sudden. Um, so yeah, I highest I, in four decades, though. Do you think that's yeah, still significant? Well, I don't know. Um, I think that that you know things things are on a kind of pendulum swing, right? And sometimes they, you know, it's given and sometimes it's taken away. Now, if, you know, is it a 40 year pendulum swing? I'm not sure. But if you, if you look at, you know, the, the economy in the United States here too, but more there, it's been all over the place. Um, So, you know, it's, clear that people living on pensions are having a very rough time. But as you pointed out, so are so many other people. And there are many, many people who don't have pensions at all. So, mm-hmm. you know, Social Security um, is great if if you have it. But, um, you know, if you look, for example, in, in Ontario at the ODSP, um, which is half God. the poverty uh, line and it's 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 horrifying you think well you know if, if things are getting better they it's they certainly aren't getting better for everybody and in, you know unless we look at the picture as a whole we're going to be really uh, forcing many of our community members to suffer greatly so 
you know, I'm, I'm pleased to hear that somebody's benefiting, but I'm, as you say, I'm quite concerned that many others are not. Yeah, and this is kind of the perspective and question of like equity or equality, right? When we look at numbers and dollar amounts, I think, Huli, uh, it's easy to do that comparison. I immediately thought of Ontario Disability Support and having been on that for several years, know the kind of heartache um, you have trying to live on that and create a lifestyle. So anyway, do we do we need to consider who needs it more, who needs it the most? Or is it just you're making people upset because one person gets it and another doesn't. I, I, I think I have to, uh, add, add to, uh, uh Danielle's points uh, that really we're talking about something which, um, maybe, uh, there's, there's some political points made, uh, but frankly, I think they're made again for people who want to feel good about the fact that they're helping some people, people who are in actual great need, uh, are not going to be very much pleased by something like an eight point, whatever percent increase, mm. eight point seven percent, whatever it is on very little money is ridiculous. And uh, it's I would be pushing for a different formula altogether. I do think we've got to be talking about guaranteed uh, incomes for people, and I think we have to be talking about living uh, living incomes. And uh, the OESP is a prime example of what I think is a travesty in in our society. And it's it's just, it has to stop. So to talk about this in terms of um, of what we need to do because it's politically wise to do so, it makes me less, ha- less than happy. Back to the 40-year thing, it was 40 years ago when there was a pretty steep recession right across the world, but certainly in North America. We may very well be on a 40-year cycle. It, and when that happened, last time interest rates soared and there were a lot of people who weren't doing very well. Now, uh, surely there are ways of handling that. Uh, we've learned something from the past, I would think, but um, I'm not, a, I'm not an, uh, an economist. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, just a tiny thing to add to this from my perspective is, you know, it, from year to year, like we have so much going on uh, and every year we know that life gets a little bit harder, at least these days, right? Like life gets a little bit harder, a little more expensive, uh, inflation hits a little bit more. And then we're experiencing that. And that's not this, you know, now and 40 years ago, that's every year, every few months even, um, we can tell that these changes are happening and it's affecting um you know, how much we make and how much money can go into our life. But then it's almost as if these, uh, quote, solutions don't keep up with that, right? It's definitely oh, they once in a way while, behind. way behind. Yeah. Way, way behind. behind. And, that, and that's that's really rough. I mean, the, the kind of inflationary prices that we've seen in the grocery store in the last three months is is shocking. I mean, you know, there are some items that people buy regularly that have doubled in price. And even if, you know, people get a few points more in, in social assistance, it's not going to cover that lag. Um, you know, people have to eat every day. Exactly. They can't wait. And, and, and you're quite right. I mean, this is it's just not it's not good enough. It just isn't. 
And then there's the flip side where, you know, things like the pandemic happen and the government is potentially dishing out money, right? Like CERB and CRB and all these short-term business loans and all these things uh, to, to help out. But then there's also the repercussion of that, you know, where now what happens to the other side of that? Where did that mm-hmm. money come from and where do we put back, how and when do we put back into it because we've needed that assistance? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why should it be the poorest people who have to pay the largest percentage? I don't Yeah. Yeah. It's really, um, really uh, something to think about. Uh, really quickly, I don't even know if we'll have enough time to talk about this, but the new Apple TV Plus drama series, Sean Drum, uh, out Friday stars Charlene Handum as an escaped Australian convict looking for a fresh start in 1980s Bombay. And the series is based on a popular book and show executive uh, Steve Lightfoot tells ABC Audio that for him, the story is mostly about redemption. I think all of us at the end of the day want to, um, you know, look in the mir- in the mirror and like the person we see. And I think, you know, Lynn, the lead character's on a very heightened version of that. You know, he's done some pretty bad stuff that he's trying to uh, atone for and, and you know, try and somehow come to terms with for himself. And I feel like, you know, that's something we can all identify with on our own smaller scale. I think that's a pretty uh, optimistic approach to why we may be watching this, you know, and sometimes I think, yeah, and that's true. Maybe I can relate to this escaped convict and what he wants to redeem himself. But is that true, though, Huli? Like, do we watch these kinds of things and think I can relate to this man, no, this criminal? This absolutely not. No, 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 I can't stand redemption stories. Here's where I might get into a bit of an argument. I can't stand. I can't stand these redemption people. They make me quite ill. I'd rather find a nice revenge story or something of that nature. I mean, I don't think any of us want to be this goody-goody. We're going to feel sorry. I feel so badly. I'm going to give. I hate the term "give back." I'm going to give back. Nonsense. He just wants to be a better person, Uli. How about you and Tanya? No, I don't. I don't want to be nah. <laughs> no, I'm not big on, on the redemption stories. I, I like I like things that have a you know a good twist. Uh, you know, a, a, a nice cozy murder, as they like to say. <laughs> you know, or a revenge murder is even better too. Especially. Even better. Yeah, even those are good. You know, but um, I, I have to say that right now, uh, Huli and I are watching Dairy Girls, and I don't know if it's on Netflix. If, oh, if yes. it's something you've seen, but oh gosh that's funny and uh, you know it's it's so ridiculous that and believe me there's no redemption in it of any kind <laughs> well i take it no, back i'm fact, so the, glad the none of it takes the hope, hope hopeless they're, they're, they're all they're, they're all they're all lost souls they're all lost yeah it. it's hopeless <laughs> well when they look in the mirror at nighttime they'll know that you won't be on their side guys thank there you, you so much <laughs> thank you ramya <laughs> thank you Willie McLaughlin is the former uh, chief science officer at the Ontario Science Centre. Joining us on our roundtable, taking a break and coming back to wrap up the show here on Kelly and Company.